This is episode 409. Should we continue the relationship after infidelity with Jade and only Jade? Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Well, this was supposed to be part three of a three-part series where Jade and Matthew came on to talk together. However, there's a turn of events, which Jade will explain in the episode, and she decided to do the call herself. And I trust there's a reason for everything, and we'll see if she decides that they're both going to come on and have another conversation. I'm really leaving that up to them. And I will be reaching out to Matthew because he was part of this series. So to me, it's not about fairness. It's about two people who are going through a tough time feeling supported. And in a situation like infidelity, in a situation like this, it can be easy to take sides and think, oh, well, he's wrong. He's done more wrong in the relationship. She's right. And as a coach, I don't look through that lens. I don't look through who's more wrong, who's more right. I more look through the lens of what is the hurt, what is the wounding that's happening here, and how can I support both individuals. That's always my intention. I believe everyone deserves support and love. And, you know, sometimes that support looks like calling people on their shit, you know, really calling people forward as well. So we'll see what evolves. I'll keep you posted. You'll know next week. <laughs> it's like, it's a little bit like a, a TV series here. I gotta leave you hanging, but I, I don't really know if we're going to have both of them on a call or just Matthew. I don't know what, what this situation will bring, but I will let you know next week. So as you're listening to this episode, consider, do you often not really hold boundaries to the extent of when you're pushed to an edge, then a wall and a barrier comes up? Have you tried to forgive someone and, and really tried to heal through relationships, but you just keep getting hurt over and over and over again? Do you have a hard time trusting? And finally, do you ever beat yourself up if you've been hurt because you think you should have seen it coming or you should have left the situation earlier? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my session with Jade. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor for this episode, which is Caraway Cookware. I'm obsessed with Caraway Cookware because it is the best non-toxic cookware that I have found. It's chemical-free, all the bad yucky stuff free, and it's non-stick ceramic coating makes cooking so much easier. Now, we are traveling around, we're in different Airbnbs, and I'm always surprised at how people stock their kitchen with toxic stuff and don't even know it. I actually buy and bring a caraway saute pan so I have something to cook on because everybody has the Cuisinart and you know all the Teflon non-stick stuff that is just full of yucky stuff. <sighs> so we need more non-toxic products in our world. We really do. We live in a world that's 
you know, full of toxicity and humans are resilient. I believe that, but it's kind of getting to the ridiculousness level. So wherever we can intervene and have less toxicity in our life, I'm all for it. And that's where Caraway comes in. You can get 10% off your Caraway Home cookware if you go to carawayhome.com slash over it. That's carawayhome.com and use code over it at checkout. I'll spell it for you. C-A-R-A-W-A-Y-H-O-M-E dot com. Getting 10% off using promo code over it. You can get cookware, bakeware, food and storage and tea kettles. There is something for everyone makes a great gift as well. And their cookware and bakeware and food storage and tea kettles are all really beautiful as well. You can even let it leave your pot sitting out on your stove and it's actually quite lovely. I bought the green color. They have a really cool black with gold accent color. Oh, it's just you know, who knew cookware could be beautiful? <laughs> Caraway made it so. So again, go to carawayhome.com slash over it. Use promo code over it at checkout. Jade, welcome back to the show. Thank you for being here. And this was intentionally going to be, or initially, that's the word I was looking for. Initially, we <laughs> intended this to be a couple session and it's just you instead. And I don't know why yet. So I'm looking forward to you sharing with me why Matthew's not on the call with us. Mm, hello, Christine. Thank you for still going ahead with the series, even though it didn't really go as planned. Hey, um, I wrote a book called Expectation Hangover. So I'm, <laughs> I don't mind the curveballs. Yeah, there was some, I guess, let's just say there was some turn of events after Matt got back from his holiday. So he was away for five weeks on a bit of a solo journey, which was really challenging for us given the lack of trust between us. Mm -hmm. But I supported him in that journey, you know, knowing it was something that he wanted to do for himself and to be in solitude and that sort of thing. That was his intention. It was just really, really challenging. Um, what was most challenging yeah. about it? I just think with every with every new place that he went to, there felt like new threat to me. Mm. And the, I guess the agreement beforehand was being told, uh, I guess, like, and that's this is from my fear and insecurity that I just wanted to know if there were women staying in his rooms because he was staying in hostels. Mm -hmm. And I guess things started to shift a little bit when that information wasn't told to me. And I, I don't know why I needed that information, but it, when it was withheld, it felt like something was being hidden mm -hmm. and there was some something I was missing. Mm -hmm. And it kind of just snowballed from there. There were just things that weren't mentioned, some things that he said, and then the more that I got fearful, the more reactive and frustrated he got, which then I didn't feel safe with or felt like he was hiding something and it just got worse and worse. And then when he got back, I... I picked him up from the airport and I, I don't know how to explain it, but just energetically, he wasn't there. Mm -hmm. I could just feel something. The affection felt forced. There felt, it was like this really chaotic energy when he got back and he was just really cold with me. And I just, you know, some, some truths or some lies came out even in the last couple of days and I just can't do it anymore. Mm. What were some other lies that came out? It's quite personal stuff. Okay. Like I don't, okay, yeah, that's I, I won't share those things, but um, just things that weren't told, even though I asked during the trip and then 
sort of didn't come out until I asked a few more times and like stated straight up that I didn't believe him that then the truths came out. Um, yeah. And then like, I just, it energetically, it felt like when we were still together and he was cheating on me. Mm. Mm. And why didn't he want to come on the, the coaching call with you? I didn't give him the option. Why? Because he can't be honest with me and I don't see the point in continuing with someone that can't be honest with me given our layers of betrayal that have happened in the past. I hear that. It would have been nice to support you both though in a conscious uncoupling rather than just a, because this is this, your edge Jade is the, from my perspective and you feel free to disagree with me. What can happen sometimes when we really are working through trust issues, when we're working through articulating our needs, is when we get to a point where a lot is triggered, we throw up a barrier rather than a boundary. And when we are someone who hasn't been great at boundaries in our life for whatever reason, and in whatever examples, what can happen when we're pushed to an edge is we can just throw up a wall. So I understand completely that you're done. And I understand why, you know, cutting him out of this opportunity to speak to me again was felt protective and felt self-honoring. Can, can a part of you also see it might have been a more reactive choice? A part is, yeah, but it's like, at what point do I choose me? Well, choosing you isn't about like, well, let me just, let me just say it this way. Him having the opportunity to be on this call and having me mediate and cause he, he told me things that you didn't reveal on the call, which I also want to ask you about. So yeah. it, it's, it's not, it's not choosing you. That's actually choosing you because you have somebody mediating between you, you know, who isn't biased and who really could potentially bring some closure and some healing versus just the hard barrier. Again, I support any choice you make. I just for want to bring to your awareness in the most loving way that I can, that part of your journey through this, through this, not just with Matthew, but in your life of really learning how to trust, how to know needs, how to articulate needs how to really come from that sovereign place and not reactive place and, and make choices. That's, that's all part of your healing and part of your learning and part of your growth. And so there's going to be a part of you that's going to make decisions that are more from a protective part mm-hmm. that are more from I'm hurt. I'm triggered. I'm just going to like shut down mm-hmm. and I can relate because I have that part too. And oftentimes it's scarier for me to have certain conversations or confrontations. It's easier for me to just cut something out. And I'm not saying that that's wrong or immature or anything. I'm not saying anything about it other than just bringing your awareness to it so that, because my guess is, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, You'd like to not be in this situation again. You'd like to have a really healthy, honest relationship yeah. in the future. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I so, just want to feel safe. <laughs> yeah. You just want to feel safe. Well, and remember, no one else can make us feel safe. That's an inside yeah. job. Now, in a relationship, there's agreements to keep the safety in the relationship. 
So even though I'm saying no one can make you feel safe, people's behavior can definitely help or harm that. And we definitely need an agreement of safety in the relationship. But, you know, it's hard for me because I'm only hearing your perspective Mm. and I'm not hearing his perspective. And I don't know if you, did you have a chance to listen to his call with me? Uh, Yeah, I did. What did you think of it? I don't really know what I thought of it. I think it was nothing that I didn't already know because we have had, you know, quite open conversation about everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I do feel like the the thing that was mentioned, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. It felt kind of blameful, like kind of tit for tat. Um, like that because you have cheated, it was okay that he cheated? Yeah, I think there, like there's just there's so much to the situation that we've been through since we've met each other. Like uh-huh. there's, there's a lot of complexities to it. Okay. So have you yeah, been, have you cheated on him? Yeah, I kissed a work friend when I was out one night when I was drunk. Okay. It was like a friend of mine. And how did you work through that with him? Um, I didn't tell him. Mm-hmm. How did he find I out? I didn't tell him. I mentioned it when we broke up. Okay. When I found out he was cheating on me. Okay. So you kissed a work friend when you were drunk. He has had sex with multiple other women? Yes. Okay. So there's betrayal on both sides. If there were scales, his would be heavier. So, but the bottom line is there's betrayal on both sides, right? And what it sounds like though, is his feels more out of control than yours. So I think the difference is that mm-hmm. like there was no intention on my side. Like it was mm-hmm. a female work friend and mm-hmm. yeah, there's like, there's no intention, no interest. It was mm-hmm. never seeking anything else outside of him where there mm-hmm. was actively seeking on right. his side of right. um, like dating apps and yeah. leaky energy and that sort of thing. I get that. I get that. I get that. So how can I support you best? What do you need? Let's work on um, you really being able to articulate and receive what you need. I just feel really emotional right now. Like I'm mm-hmm. like, it's not just, it's not just the, the things that I'm healing through is not just, it's not just the betrayal. It's like every other layer of manipulation and gaslighting and Mm. lies and all that sort of stuff that's added on to it. It's just like, I have questioned my truth this whole time. Mm. Mm. Um, and I feel really guilty for not having him on the call, but it was like that, that line between, like, I understand what you're saying with the, like the gentle separation, you know, and having him here to at least talk about it. But Mm -hmm. I just, I don't, there's never any truth with him or it's really hard for him to tell the truth. Yeah. So so it felt like a waste of time. Yeah. Well, and if you're both open to it, I'm absolutely willing to do a call with the two of you. Have you ever had a, a mediator or counselor together? No. Yeah. And again, not for the purpose of getting back together, because I'm really hearing that you're done. But what I heard from Matthew, and I don't think he was gaslighting me, is someone who has a lot of awareness, 
and a lot of shame and who really wants to change, but just hasn't had enough time to really integrate it yet. But that's the thing. I don't think me being there is not helping him because me me continuing to go back because I've gone back like three times now. Oh, I'm not saying you should go back in any way. What I'm more saying is I do feel like there's a sincere intention to heal and change on his part, not just for you, but for himself. I do feel it's yeah, there. I don't. I don't doubt that. I I can see that. Hence why I, you know, keep trying sure. to support him through it. It's just at a point of me being there is actually inhibiting his growth because like, I, I just feel like if he can just do whatever he wants and I'm just always there. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're, you're clear on that, I 1000% support that decision. There might have been so much back and forth here that you both may need to move on. You may be journey mates. You know, you really help wake each other up. But because there's so much that has happened, it's not, you know, the the relationship to keep moving forward. And again, I support that. What might be supportive to you is having someone else call him forward and having someone else facilitate some conversation, some ownership that may be supportive to you. I leave a thousand percent up to you. You don't have to decide right now. You can let us know at another time. You may never want to speak to him again. And I, I get that. But what feels most important for you right now, Jade, is to let the feelings happen. Like if you feel emotional, let yourself be emotional. Let the guilt go because there's a reason for everything. And like I said, this isn't your only opportunity. I'm happy to talk to both of you again. And there was a reason why just you and I needed to chat. And I trust that. It also gave us an opportunity to look at your protective patterns, right? So you probably allow boundaries to be pushed, 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 and then woof, a barrier goes up. And so your learning is to not let boundaries get pushed so much at all. And like really intervene sooner. And I'm sure he isn't the only person in your life where that is applicable to. Does that make how sense? Do I, mm-hmm. How do I know where the boundary is when there's not truth and honesty? Like, Well, if, that's a boundary. But I don't know it's not truth. Like, like uh, he would just tell me what I want to hear. How do I know what's where to put the boundary up? Because I, like all these truths come out later. Yeah. Well your biggest barometer is going to be your body. Yeah. Your biggest barometer is going to be feeling a calm and safety in your nervous system. We always know if something's up. Yeah. We always know. And that's, that's where I'm at. It's just like, I don't have any confirmed information, but it's a complete body feeling and it's not, it's, it's not my mind just creating it out of fear. It's like, I can Mm -hmm. feel it. Well, and who knows, like he might have thought, sleeping in a hostel when other women are present is fine because he's totally not interested and he's on this personal journey and he might've thought it was fine in his mind and that it just wasn't, um, there's no point in telling you cause it would just upset you. So from his perspective, it could have been a protective thing, but for you, because there's been so many lies, you need total transparency, almost to the point of over-transparency. And that's, that's, that's tough in any relationship, 
which is why perhaps a clean slate is better for you both because you don't want to constantly be needing to know everything. And he shouldn't have to constantly be telling you everything. You know, I think I can't remember if I shared with you or him, Steph can go to Mexico or on a work trip for days and I never worry about a thing Mm. ever because of, so he doesn't have to tell me total transparency. He could have sat next to a really beautiful woman on the plane and had a conversation with her and I wouldn't care. Yeah. I would love to have that. And I like have tried so much to just sit with myself and to not, not be reactive and not question. It's just like every time I've done that, there's been these truths that have come out that have been hidden. Right. Right. Now let's say that I was a girlfriend that Steph cheated on and then he got his act together and we, you know, went on to get married. It would probably be harder for me to not care. I don't have the history with him. So like, I, I can't remember if I said it in your intro or his intro. Infidelity is such, and betrayal, it's such a couple by couple, person by person thing. Some people can really work through it, move beyond it, have it strengthen their relationship. Other people try to make it work, but still struggle. And some are like, you know what? We just need a break. We just need a clean slate. And n- neither is right or wrong. It's more what you need. And so if you feel you need a clean slate, then by all means, I support that. But the most important thing is for you to keep examining this trust thing, really look at, you know, why and how, like, what am I learning from calling this type of person in? What needs to be healed inside with my relationship with myself and what needs to be healed from my past that this is triggering? Because your nervous system gets to relax in relationship. Uh, my nervous system is shot right now. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. It's a lot to hold to constantly been thinking about what someone else is doing. It's a lot to hold. And I I wasn't before he left. Like when he left, we were on really good terms. Mm-hmm. Um, like we were both nervous about the trip and, and stuff. But it... And I feel like I I wasn't super reactive. Like I would ask questions, but it, it wasn't until the energy shift started happening and the frustration started happening and that I just started to like really feel like I was missing something. Yeah. Yeah. And the truth is like the the for some people, the wounding is just too much. The mm-hmm. triggers are just too much. Like for some couples, you can really use your wounding and your triggers to strengthen the relationship and to grow. And for some couples, it's like, this is exhausting. We can't do this. We need to separate. We need to heal on our own and we need to start fresh. It just hurts because like I've tried so hard. (laughs) I know you have. And, And not to defend him because no one needs to be defended here. There isn't wrongness happening, but he really is too. And he's battling some pretty big demons inside himself. I know. That's that's the hardest thing is that I have so much love for him. And like I said to you on the first call, it's like I really see the humanness. I see where all these behaviors come from because um, because I have done similar things in past relationships before I was aware of it. So I really, 
I really feel for him and I can see the, the complexity of his trauma and how it's changed him and, and mm-hmm. brought on these behaviours. And I just like, I wanted to love him through that and support him through that, but I can't, I can't make him be honest with me, you know, no matter like how much love I give to him, I can't make him be vulnerable. Well, and that might be the the love you need to give to yourself because if you have been, you know, if you have been unfaithful in past relationships, if you have cheated then, and you've worked, you've come to the other side of it, you know, often we will, <laughs> we'll draw in a, a mirror to kind of go, okay, yeah. like how much have you healed from this? So there's, there's, there's healing work on your end too, because instead of going outside the relationship to find something, you were consumed within the relationship about whether you could trust so on and so forth. So there's this, um, this pattern of like not being able to be fully intimate and fully vulnerable in relationship. You know, anytime we cheat, there's a part of us that's scared of the intimacy with the person that we're with. There's a lot of other reasons, but it's like we're afraid to go deep with the person that we're with. And, you know, then we also carry the shame and all that kind of stuff around. So, you know, for you, there's a reckoning inside yourself of like, okay, how did I flip from being unfaithful to being the one that was cheated on? And... It, it all is under the umbrella of compassion and understanding and forgiveness. And you can forgive him, but not yeah. need to be in relationship with him. Yeah. And I do forgive him. Yeah. Because I, I can see, like I said, the humanness in it all. Like I have so much compassion for all of these coping mechanisms that have come about from right. his own trauma. Right. 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 And what do you think, what behaviors do you think you need to heal that you exhibited in the relationship? Like reactivity, mm-hmm. um, which wasn't present until there was betrayal. So it's like I still know, yeah, that when when that had happened, it was definitely reactivity because I was fearful and untrusting. Yeah. Um, well, and this is an example of boundaries. So mm-hmm. going back to that first betrayal. Mm-hmm it sounds like you stayed out of compassion and seeing potential yeah. and that might be a boundary for you in the future. If there's betrayal, you, oh. you know, with love say, I don't, I don't do this. I don't yeah. do betrayal and you complete the relationship sooner. Yeah. I, I've often thought that obviously I can't change it now, <laughs> that, that that's what I should have done the first time, but it was such a, and that's the stuff I need to heal within me is the, why did I go back? Well, you know, let's answer that. Why did you? I think the deep layer of that is that like I wanted someone to fight for me. Mm-hmm. And then there's that deep layer of like, maybe I would feel enough if someone changed for me. Mm-hmm. And what little girl trigger is that? Who is that really about? I feel like I called in someone who was very similar to my first relationship when I was a teenager Mm -hmm. that was really hurtful Um, and there was a lot of lying and a lot of things that kept getting uncovered and 
yeah, I feel like this is a really like karmic relationship of like teaching me how to actually heal from my first love, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Um, Yeah. And like we talked about in our first session, if you go back even farther than that, what do you think it's touching upon? I think it's that like subconscious need. And this is something that I've like, I'm trying to work through or I'm working through because I'm aware of it is that subconscious need for approval and for acceptance and to be like truly seen um, and heard. And so I think I give that to people or I gave that to him of just like really wanting to know him and understand him because that's all I've ever wanted. Although I'd love to be like, oh, this has nothing to do with your childhood. You've done so much work. You know, you're done. Mm. There's there's di- different layers that cut deeper at different things that we're still carrying around on some level. So there's a little girl in there who really, really needs to know that she is lovable and deserving. And, you know, cause I think there's a part of you that thought if a person can change for me, because as kids, we want our parents to change in some mm-hmm. way, shape or form. So what's the number one way you wish your dad would have been different? Um, I don't really have a bad relationship with my dad. Um, or mom, either parent. What's the number <laughs> one thing that you would love to have been different? I guess just more emotionally supportive with my mom. Yeah. 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 So less reactivity. Right. So feeling safe. We're back to Mm. feeling safe. Mm. Because if we have a reactive parent, we don't feel safe. Our emotions don't feel safe. Our heart doesn't feel safe. And as children, you know, our emotions are our heart in so many ways. So, you know, there's a part of you that's like wanting safety and we tend to go after the opposite of it, you know, it's, it's an interesting human phenomenon because we're going, we're going, we go for a similar feeling that we had in childhood, hoping it will be different. So what you really yeah. get to claim now is emotional safety, like true emotional safety. What does that look like? What does that feel like? How do you create it inside yourself and how do you draw that in with someone else and really keep reassuring that little girl? that she is loved and she is valuable and she is safe and that you'll keep her safe. And then, you know, you've got the grieving of the relationship right now, not just the grieving of the relationship, but the, the forgiveness of self too, because please don't waste your time going. I should have left sooner. You stayed until you needed to stay and learn. And, if you go into the shoulda, coulda, woulda, you're just going to be delaying the healing that needs to happen. And we all on some level do this at some point in our life. We, we see someone and we see their hurt and we see their pain and we truly, truly try to love them into healing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's that whole like fix the mentality of as well. <laughs> right. Right. And that that fix it mentality, again, when we have a parent that's reactive or that isn't giving us what we need, we will often try to we'll, we'll try to play that out. You know, we'll we'll end up 
doing whatever we need to do to get our parent to be the way we want them to be. And so we yep. often go into relationships with that. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot here, but there's also so much that you've already uncovered. It's more about how do you go through this breakup without self-blame, without blaming anybody, but really like making your emotions, your thoughts, your feelings really safe inside of yourself and trusting yourself to give yourself time to grieve without self-beat and without being reactive. Yep. And reflecting on, I would write out, not necessarily today, but as you go through this process, I would write out what are your boundaries in relationship and get super clear on it. Yep. And if you want to do a call with Matthew, you let me know. Or you can choose. I'll give you a choice. You either, and you don't have to let me know now. You can let Kim know, you know, in a couple of days. Either you come on together or I do a call alone with him. Yeah, I might give him that option. Sure. You let me know. And for now, I'm just wrapping you in so much love and compassion and support. And I know it hurts like hell right now. But I also know you will get to the other side of this. Don't shut down your heart along the way. Yeah, I've tried to keep it open this whole time, hence going back, even though it hurts. (laughs) Yeah. Well, keeping a heart open doesn't mean going back. Keeping, Keeping our heart open doesn't mean letting anybody come in the door. You know, we can keep our front door open, but we got to have screens on. Otherwise, all the mosquitoes get in. (laughs) So I think that's another thing to clarify inside yourself. What does my heart open look like? Does it mean I have no boundaries? Does it mean I don't honor my truth? Does it mean I keep forgiving, 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 forgiving? Like what? That's that I was talking about this the beginning that like you're either kind of wide open or there's a wall and you've got to find your screen. Right. Sliding glass doors, three settings. So glass closed, nothing gets in. Wide open, everything gets in, or there's a screen. Mm-hmm. So less door closed or wide open, more screen. Mm. I think there's just that that like real inner battle of I've stayed in so many relationships, like fighting for things, you know, through betrayal, through you know, dishonesty, blah, blah, blah in the past. And it's like I recognize how I'm doing that again and it's just like gotten to a point as I really thought the lesson here and like the reason for Matt and I reconnecting was to heal together. And that's what I really wanted. Yeah, well, um, you're, you're not to, doing it again. You're out of the relationship. Yeah, I, I just like I thought that <laughs> – I thought the reason for us coming together was to heal through this and like grow and heal the things that we needed to together to meet each other there. But I think there's like the, the deeper lesson of like putting myself first and well, and you have healed a lot of it together. You know, we can't look at together as only the relationship going until you're, you know, 90 years old, you have healed it together. It took you to being together to get this deep. Yeah. So you have. But there is that little bit of shoulda, coulda, woulda right there that you just went into. Yeah. So stay out of that. Stay in your heart. Stay with that little one inside. 
really just allow yourself to grieve. Yeah. I hope this helps. It will. (laughs) It will in time. It will. It's just going to take a bit of work. That's okay, though. That's life. That's love. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jade, I'm sending you so much love. Thank you so much for hopping on the call with me. I really appreciate you. I know it's a tough thing to talk about um, openly, and, and I just appreciate your vulnerability. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the call. Well, that was a lengthy call, so I won't break down too much here. What I was lovingly pointing out to Jade is that by choosing to exclude him completely for the call from the call, a barrier, a wall was thrown up. And I support her. I respect her. There's no judgment on my end. I'm just pointing out that sometimes when we are someone that we've pushed and pushed our, pushed our boundaries, we reach a point where we just throw up a wall and we want to be, as I said, in the end, more that screen of not being wide open, that our boundaries are violated over and over again. And we just keep forgiving and not being totally shut that we don't let anything in. We really want to have that screen door so we can let in the nice cool breeze, but keep the mosquitoes out. So for Jade, it's really looking at, all right, this is the situation that I'm in, that I drew in. What is there for me to heal? What is there for me to learn? How do I move forward in a way that I I trust myself? That's the biggest thing for her is to really trust herself, which is why I was so adamant about not beating herself up. Because if she starts to go, oh, I should have left sooner, or I should have, could have, would have done this, or I should have had him on the call. That's a violation of trust because we only doubt ourselves when we don't trust ourselves. You know, that's one of the sneaky ways trust issues show up is in regret and in doubt and in doing the shoulda, coulda, woulda. Because if you trust yourself, you don't do shoulda, coulda, woulda. You did, you go, I did the right thing at the time for me. And I trust that. And it's also looking at, okay, where is there still a wound that this is, the situation is inviting her to heal. And, you know, most things that happen that aren't necessarily what we want are because they are on some level, our soul calling in a situation to help us heal something that isn't optimal inside of us. And for Jade, that's not feeling emotionally safe with her mom, which is a really big thing that sometimes we can brush over. You know, sometimes we don't have a super traumatic childhood. We underestimate how much something like having a reactive parent can impact us. So she's really, really looking for that safety. So creating that that safety and that trust within is going to be paramount for her and continuing to check in with that little girl. All right. So we'll see. We'll see if I talk to Matthew or both of them. Um, but it's been an interesting journey to support them through this. And you know, again, for anyone going through any kind of trust issues, the thing I would say is always come back to yourself. No matter what, you have you. No matter what, you have you and your relationship with a higher power, whatever that means to you. And other people are human. I'm not excusing behavior by saying that, but other people are human. And can we 100% count on anyone in our life other than ourselves? I don't know. I don't know that we can 100% have an expectation that another human being can make us feel safe 100% of the time. 
we can do that inside ourselves. And that's where the real spiritual and emotional maturity comes. All right, everybody, that's our show for today. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.